folks. Grab a seat and pour your drink neat as Whiskers and Whiskies present Tales of the Trophies, the Big Ten's greatest rivalries. It's Mike here with EJ. Joe, not with us this week. EJ, no. how are we doing, bud? What's How are you feeling? I'm, um, I'm feeling awesome, and Joe is not with us this week for wonderful reasons. Wonderful reasons. Wonderful reasons. So uh, we don't usually talk too much about our personal lives here on the pod, but this is some awesome news, so I thought uh, it'd be worth sharing and made sure it was uh, okay by yeah, Joe. I, I, this is on me because I didn't know if, I, like, when I hit record, I'm like, yeah. oh, shoot. I didn't ask if we can bring this up, but okay, yes. I guess we can. Okay, yes, great. we definitely great. can. So, um, as as you guys are maybe aware, maybe not aware, but Joe and I are cousins. I know we've probably mentioned it once or twice, but um, both of our wives times. have been pregnant, um, and we both have been expecting, but there were a few weeks difference um, in in uh, when the due dates were, and Joe's due date was um, this last week, and. On Friday, he uh, he had his uh, his little girl finally came. Uh, so it was very very exciting news. Um, so Joe is very busy with said baby, and also by coincidence, um, my daughter decided that she also wanted to come on Friday uh, and share a birthday with uh, her cousin. Um, so so my daughter was also born on Friday, which is very exciting. Um, my daughter was born. That's early. really weird. This is the first time I've heard you saying the words, my daughter. I know. It's blowing my <laughs> mind wide open. Yes. So oh, this is strange. I need so, a minute. So so my daughter was born a couple weeks early, so she needed to go to the NICU um, because of her weight. She's very happy, very healthy, progressing well, but she's still in the NICU. So that has afforded me the time. Uh, to do this, that it is that Joe does not have uh, today. So no, no, uh, that Joe, is why I am Joe's here got some things to do. <laughs> yeah, so very excited. The the Whisker and Whiskey's family grew by two uh, this last Friday. Two so. beautiful baby girls. Thank God they look yes. nothing like their dads. <laughs> Although you and me look alike, so that's probably I yeah, disparage myself a little bit yeah. there, but it's all right. <laughs> yes. So so beautiful news here. Um, because of that, I don't know what you're drinking, Mike, but I just have some uh, some bullet on uh, on the rocks here. Um, yeah, and, and we can actually test to see how my wife listens to the show because um, so I <laughs> I'm just drinking knob, but uh, I was out. So I went to the liquor store um, mm. earlier tonight and I went there and they had Jefferson or they well, I was at a knob. So I grabbed that. And then they had Old Forester, 1910 and 1920, two balls of the 1910, one ball of the 1920. So I'm like, okay, I'll take those. And then I look behind the counter and I'm like, what do you, what's after I'd rung up, after I'd rung up, I look behind the counter, there's like a little table where he keeps like the, the good stuff. The like, good stuff. Uh, what do you got back there? And he had, so I saw a Jefferson's bottle with a green label and I'll show you what that is right there so okay. that's uh, you can't really it's not super great no quality, but i can I but yeah that. so it's got a green um stamp on it it's jefferson's rye finish in cognac casks i'm like okay yeah you can go ahead and, and put that right there because I, I really like um uh what is it mccallan does a sherry oak finish on one of their 
on their 12, I think. And it's incredible. Okay. Um, I, I, I strongly recommend that for any scotch drinkers out there. It's, it's sweet. My wife hates it because she doesn't like the smell. It's super sweet, but it's really good. And my dad actually uh, liked it a lot too. He came, I might have to try that. I'm not a big, like I like scotch, but yeah. I'm not a big smoky guy. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scotch is, I'm going to butcher how to say this because it's Scottish, but Glen Morangi. And I, I I love it because it's uh, much more on the fruitier side and it doesn't yeah. have the peed because uh, I'm not a big smoky guy. So yeah, I wonder if I'd like that then. I know McAllen yeah. has some peed, but like if it had that extra sweetness, I might... Yeah, like I, I'll let you know. Uh, so, well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely like the sherry because sherry is like super sweet. So like you, you get a lot of that. It's it's good. Um, and my dad, you know, I mean, his, his favorite drink, the Godfather's, uh, you oh, know, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, the the it, Disarono and, and he prefers pinch uh, uh, scotch, but the Disarono makes it really sweet. So he did like that. Uh, I, I gave him some of that when he came down to visit me. Uh, he loved did it. Did he say, so, give me that? He said, he said I'm going to drink the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> so they had that. And then they had uh, Four Roses Small Batch Select, okay. which I've never had. I almost bought two because Four Roses Small Batch is like such a slept on. Wonderful. Yeah. It's so, I, I feel like it's gotten more Wonderful. recognition, but it's, I feel like it, it's was slept on for a while, but I've never had the small batch select. No. So I almost yeah. bought two. Yeah. Four but, Roses is one where I don't, I had heard about it, you know, uh, with a lot of these and I just finally tried it and it was so smooth. I, I don't know if I, I don't know. I'm going to say I was surprised. I don't know why I was surprised, but it was, uh, it was good and it's not super expensive either. It's not no, like over the top. It's super so, reasonable. Yeah. yeah. No, I really enjoyed uh Four Roses. Yeah. So I I picked up I went for one bottle and I picked up. I mean, you go and you go for one and you never really get one, but I ended up picking up five. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy about that, especially because in Virginia, there's um for folks who don't live in Virginia, we have uh state stores that sell our liquor and um they usually get they, there's online lotteries throughout the year. I actually won my very first lottery that I did got a ball of uh, 1792. Um, I forget exactly what, what it was, but it was a rare version of 1792, but they do online lotteries. But then this Saturday, the, the state has such a surplus of like EH Taylor and like really, really rare whiskeys just you know uh scotch bourbon rye like a good variety they have so many rare bottles that they distribute instead of 10 per store it's like two dozen or uh yeah like two dozen three dozen per store so it's just line up outside and get your ticket and the guy told me he's like uh yeah he's like show up he's like people show up at like 5 a.m you know, just, just try Cause it's just one ticket, you know, and, and you can get one bottle with one ticket. And when you open up, you know, whoever's in line first, they get to choose one of those uh, particular bottles. So uh, I am not going to get a chance to do that this Saturday, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm like, well, I, I got a good haul. Like the, the old Forester 19, 1910, 1920, that was good. And then these things are pretty rare too. So I was pretty you, happy. You might it. have to give me that list and maybe uh, I won't be able to stand out there, but maybe I'm lucky enough to have, cause I know like my VABC store opens at like noon. It's weird. It, it's, it's a little later um, than other ones, but um, maybe I'll get lucky. Maybe people in uh, 
and Dumfries just don't care about good. Uh, That's good so every time we go to Kara's hometown, they um, always have. Um, Oh, what's the Yamazaki, the Japanese whiskey that I really like. It's just sitting there. There's like a dozen bottles on the top yeah. shelf collecting dust yeah. because no one freaking buys it, but they have, okay. So they will have this weekend. It's different based on the store, but um, every store is going to have at least some of these. And this is a sample of the list. So EH Taylor, single barrel, barrel proof and straight rye. Elijah Craig, 18-year, single barrel. Uh, George T. Stag bourbon. Old Forester, 150th anniversary bourbon. Uh, Weller Special Reserve, Weller Foolproof. Weller Special Reserve as a handle, a handle and a fifth. Okay. Um, so for $900? <laughs> no, it's, 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 there's no upcharge. It's just yeah. a cost. No, I just, I'm picturing a handle of like good bourbon is going to be above what. Oh, actually, hold on a second. Yeah. Okay. I, cause I was going to say, I don't think it's. Yeah. Cause with the water, you just pay cost. So yeah, you're paying. Then that's the nice thing too. You pay a cost. You don't pay the markup. So yeah. I know back in Maryland, um, some liquor stores, because in Maryland, it's not run by the state when they get like a bottle, like Pappy or something, they'll raffle it off. And, um, you just pay the cost. You don't, you don't pay the markup there. So it's like yeah. doubly good, but to get a ticket for the lottery, you have to like buy a bottle or something like that. Right. So, or, yeah. Right. Makes sense. Um, yeah, maybe uh, you're going to have to send me a list or tell me I, I've honestly, um, I mean, I'm still relatively new to the whiskey scene, you know, probably the last three or oh, good whiskey scene. Let's say that like yeah. whiskey, but like actually can caring and and trying a little bit more expensive stuff so you're gonna have to tell me which one um like a, like a tier it for me and maybe i'll swing by saturday yeah. to see if uh I my store, they're, they're, most likely if it's you know if it's a really big deal they probably won't have them by the time i can get there but you never know yeah i mean i i that's very true because i would imagine like what you said that made people in your area wouldn't care as much like I might like if I were around, I would go there and I would just go to your house and we could go and hang out. Yeah. That's like, at least we're there together. And like, right. you know, so. I'd say the only things that, you know, one, my daughter could be coming home and two, <laughs> that too. <laughs> right. That, 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 that my Saturday, I have, I have a haircut appointment, uh, for, for the listeners that can't see me, my hair is almost to my shoulders. Um, it's, it's longer than it's ever been. And my wife absolutely hates it. And so Boo, Kelly. Boo. So uh, I'm getting my hair cut on Saturday. My daughter could be coming home and we have Michigan State, Ohio State at noon. So speaking of which, yes. So let's 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 uh, let's get into some some college football recap here. Uh, so let's recap Floyd of Rosedale. Um, yeah. I I didn't catch the game. I cut ca- I caught some some highlights. And I mean, ultimately, I think the difference was Iowa went with a different quarterback and that quarterback threw three touchdowns, um, sophomore, uh, it's Alex Padilla, I think, or something Padilla. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't look like spectacular, but he looked like a college football quarterback and that's saying something compared to Petrus. So 
yeah, I mean, Iowa ended up coming away with a really good, uh, a good win, close game that really came down to the last, uh, you know, couple minutes. And um, yeah, yeah, it, I, it was, I loved all the all the publicity that Floyd was getting uh, on game day because I was curious about how much they were going to talk about. It. And Herbie talked about it a little bit, and yeah, Floyd's it was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I, I was. I was definitely paying extra attention. Like, I mean, I watch every Saturday, obviously, but I was like yeah. really paying attention and like bobbing back and forth between stuff because I knew that you and Joe were unable to watch because you yeah. had other things going on. So I was like, all right, I, I better pay <laughs> extra attention for them, for the boys. Uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was cool, man. And it, I, I loved just to step back a little bit too. Like game day was in Oxford and they all had their bow ties on and everything. And it was like, Oh man, I, I really want to get to the Grove for uh, for games sometime because it, it just seems like such a good party. So, yeah, one thing I also didn't realize, and maybe it's just because I'm I've been aloof to that because college game day, like I love college football, but college game day itself has not been something that I've always like paid attention to. I, I mean, typically I, I tune in in the last, you know, the picks uh, in the last like five minutes before the noon game start. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize that Coach Corso. Um, will stay on the sideline of the team he picks. Did you know that? That's his no. tradition. So when they're at a, a game, like when they're at a campus for the game, he sticks around because obviously Herb Street goes wherever he has to um, yeah, he, announce. Yeah, sometimes he flies away. Yeah, Right. Yeah. But Coach uh, Corso will stand on the sideline of the team that he picks for the entire game. So they show him. I watch game day. Like game Miss. day is my tradition. Yeah. you know, Like, you know, I love it. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that at yep. all. Yeah, so he was hanging out with like Lane Kiffin during the game. Just <laughs> that's awesome. I had no idea. Lane was the guest picker. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I know people crap on Lane, but like, he was hilarious. Like, he was because he came on. I something must have fell through with the guest picker. I was gonna say I've never seen an active coach of the team that they're there for. Well, to, it was to... all his picks. Did you see his picks? No, I I, oh I heard God. about it, but I didn't. It, it was funny because he was like. He's like, I, you know, like I play golf with this guy. So I'm going with this team. Like he didn't yeah. give like any real reasons. And then he chose That's probably um, better. Yeah. And like the only one that was like, that got a boo was, uh, I think he picked Mississippi state and the crowd like freaked out, but Herbie's like, that's smart. You play them. They're like you, you still have them on the schedule. Yeah. So, and, and oh, Wayne just goes, you know, but it was, <laughs> it was cool, man. It, it, I thought it was good. Desmond actually, like, I, I'll say this cause Joe's not here and, and you'll like it. Desmond like was geeking out about he, he was breaking down Michigan and he brought Wayne onto the set, like impromptu before the pick started. And he was yeah. geeking about Michigan or no, I'm sorry. He was geeking about Ole Miss, and he was talking about like how Lane throws his hands up in the air for a touchdown and everything. Yeah, and it was just like Desmond was really forcing it, and Lane was just like, "All right, man, how about how about you just relax a little bit?" <laughs> like <laughs> it was. I it will was say, though, man. I will say, and I think we talked about this during uh, the Paul Bunyan. Uh, Desmond, I can't believe how old that dude is. Like. I assumed he played at Michigan in the nineties. He played like in the early eighties. That yeah. dude just looks fantastic. Wow. Like beyond him being, you know, never going to pick against Michigan and, you know, a little bit of a Homer when it comes to that. Um, I, I, I was honestly shocked. Looks great. I, everyone look, I will say though, everyone look, like 
game day started and yeah. Corso was quite <laughs> great. I was like, man, coach is right. Like something about Oxford must be the founding youth for him because like, he was just, dude, he sounded so, I, I mean, you know, I know he had the stroke and everything and, and some people give him a hard time, but like, I mean, let him do it as long as he wants. And he was really good on Saturday. Like I was wow. like, all right, coach, like, yeah, I was cheering for him a little bit. He sounded real good. So what did he, what, what's the, um, Cause he picked Ole Miss. What, what's the headgear stuff for that? Like it I was just the, the helmet, the helmet, he just okay. put on the helmet. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, and then just, uh, the last thing I'll say about the, the Floyd of Rosedale game was I loved Minnesota's jerseys. Yes. Oh. They had maroon pants, white Jersey, and then they had the gold helmet, the gold well, shiny. It's, it's helmet. our fit it's king. Just, it's our fit. Yeah. God. You know, you think that PJ Flex is going to have the boys out there looking like scrubs? Like our yeah. fit king's going to have them looking good. Well, I don't know. I mean, a maroon and gold are a good color combo, but um, great I don't color know. combo. It's they, a they color combo. Yeah. Um, but you know, especially when it's a road road jersey, you, you never really know what you're going to get. Um, Dude, I I I had a maroon I really like and gold it. rugby shirt from uh, American Eagle that I yeah. rocked the hell out of in my high school my yeah. high school colors were maroon and gold so love oh that. man i went to the wrong high school <laughs> although orange and black i guess is something that yeah that's always yeah, yeah that's classic a little yeah. halloween action there yeah it's uh, yeah um okay so why don't we move on to the statement wins here uh and the first one that really caught my eye and Again, I think it's pretty well known that I'm, you know, not the biggest Michigan fan. I, I, I truly hate Michigan, but I can be objective. Like, I'm not like silly over the top with it. Um, but honestly, Michigan beating Penn State, and while Penn State's not spectacular, they're a solid team. They went on the road. Um, I mean, Penn State was up. Uh, I caught the very end of that game. Um, Penn State went up with, they were down with like maybe seven minutes left and then had like, you know, pulled within whatever it was like four and then got like a turnover and went up by three. And it was just like, it seemed like it was done. It seemed like another, you know, Harbaugh, let's, let's cue the music, you know, him choking and Michigan battled back and they kept their hopes alive. Yeah. So as tough as it probably was to lose to Michigan State, ultimately, uh, you know, they take care of business against Maryland this week and then they got Ohio state and they got a shot to, to get to the big 10 championship and put themselves in the playoff. Um, yeah. and that's, that's kind of shocking, you know, based on the last few years with Harbaugh, he, he really, yes. he really turned it around this year. Yeah. I, I, I watched this game and it, it was a big, like my heart is full moment because it's like you and Joe, you know, had the thing, like you have daughters now, um, so I was getting some updates from that and then I'm putting up my Christmas tree and like, I have a Christmas village, which is a big deal to me. And I, I was <laughs> setting that up too. And, uh, you know, kind of decking the halls of the house and Michigan Penn's, it was a great game. It was really, I was actually, I was looking back and forth between a couple of the noon games, but Michigan and Penn state got most of my attention. And, uh, it was, it was just a really good game, man. Like it was, you know, Penn state is such a good environment. Uh, but Dude, hats off to Michigan. Like they really, really played well in that game. Again, in a tough environment with some adverse situations on their end too. Like, uh, and Harbaugh even did you see he burned his pants? No, on the heater. He, he like oh, his pants like melted from the sideline heater. Yeah, uh, but it was it was a good game, man. It was a lot yeah. of fun. You know, kind of back and forth there. Um, so I I 
I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. And, and, and it's going to be one of those things. And, and I, I can't, I can't say anything until, you know, the game is played. I mean, obviously Harbaugh kind of this year, especially um, after the last couple of years, really uh, trying to at least, you know, say that he was trying to modernize the way because he loves to play just hard nose run the ball like he's he's an old school kind of guy and that's um you know the teams really struggled because you know the modernization of football really doesn't cater to that anymore and especially the last couple of years they he tried the speed and space and tried all this stuff and this year i mean he just went back to what he knows and what yeah. he does and it's gotten him this far obviously i personally think you know i, I don't uh, I have a bad feeling about Michigan, Ohio state for them because of that. But I mean, what can you say? Yeah, we'll I mean, see. You're, I mean, you're, I, you're one loss at this point um, yeah. and, and you, anything can happen in a rivalry game, but that, yeah, we'll I, see. I, I don't think Ohio state's that good, but that, that's neither here nor there. I will Ooh. say that the, yeah, I mean, I'll say it. The one thing that um, I don't think any team is that good this year though. I, no, I think but the, Ohio state state scores a lot of points. I Michigan actually think not. the best team is, is Oregon. I'm, I'm, I'll be dead honest. I think Oregon's the best team, but we're going to get up to upset alert later. We'll get there. We'll get there. But, um, the, the, when I thought it was, I was, I was nervous for Joe. I'm like, Oh gosh, please don't let your sweet daughter, this be her first experience with, with Michigan football. Uh, when Penn state lined up for a punt and Michigan called a timeout because they thought it might be a fake. And then they came back from the timeout and Penn state still f- did the fake punt and executed and got the first down. I was just like, Oh no, like that's just classic. I, I was like, that's just, that's so Harbaugh. Uh, but it, it ended up, you know, being fine in the end. Um, and yeah, I, I really think that, that Michigan has a, a good chance against Ohio state. So. All I know is from what I saw today, the opening line is minus four Ohio state. And boy, am I going to put some money on that. Minus four Ohio State? Yeah. I mean, I I personally don't think either team, Michigan State or Michigan, and we'll get to that in a little bit, is within 10 points of them. I I just don't. Uh, Unless I could be proven wrong, but I just personally just don't. And and the next statement win for me was Ohio State versus Purdue. And while Purdue uh, coming in hot beat two top 10 teams, um, consistency has been their issue, uh, went to Columbus. I mean, Ohio state dropped how much on them? 40 plus. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty much from the get go too. It wasn't really a game. Ohio state jumped close. out, uh, pretty big. I mean, produced, you know, fought back, tried to stay in it, but it, it was, it, it was a massacre. It was a massacre. And, and while Ohio state's defense isn't any good, that offense just continues. Um, They're all healthy. Everyone's to, healthy to, to now just too. Click. Like that's 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 the problem. I, I yeah. still think it's to weird, be, man. It's it's a different Ohio State because their defense really is not that good. And no. like if the offense fumbles, like I I still think that like I think their quarterback's just not that good. Like he's a freshman and he had some he he had some good not that games. good. He's. He, uh, they beat Michigan and Michigan State. He's he's the Heisman. I'm I'm just gonna put that out there now. But he had see this is the thing though. He's looked good. I, I still don't know who Ohio State's played that's that impressive. Like honestly, Michigan State and Michigan will will tell me a lot. 
but Michigan State secondary, like, I don't know. No, I no, I, I, we're we're gonna get there. I, I, I just I personally don't know that you can beat. You're gonna hold Ohio State under thirty. I don't think that happens unless they melt down. Um, and he might though. That's the thing. He's a true freshman. I, I, while I feel like some of this prejudice is the early games that we watched of Ohio state. If you look at his numbers, man, I mean, this guy has a bad day and throws nobody who they have played nobody. Right. But then I am calling into the Paul fine bomb show right now. They ain't played nobody, Paul, like nobody, but then you're talking about Michigan and Michigan state, but then who plays the same exact schedule. That, that that's that's the catch there you can't at least they play each other you can't be hopeful for michigan to beat them and then realize that the only team worth playing they lost to so uh, <laughs> I they mean, also they they looked like crap so when they've played tough teams that offense tough. hasn't looked that good when they played oregon obviously they lost and by all rights penn well, state probably yeah. should have won that game. i'm 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 gonna i'm <laughs> i'm gonna give ohio state a break with their true freshman opening weekend or whatever it was second week, first week, you know, but, I'll give him but, a pass on an Oregon team. That's obviously very good. Well, but they also should have lost to Penn state. Like I, I think Penn state should, you know, uh, is what I, it I is. think it's there. Obviously they're going to get a chance uh, to, to prove it. I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's plenty of years every year where you could say the same thing about most of these top teams. Um, I personally have seen enough from Ohio state to know that you have to score at least 35 to beat them on their bad days. They're scoring 35 and Michigan against good teams. Um, because I'm not going to say how Michigan state's defense is any good. Um, it's to, I don't think they can just run the ball up the middle like they like to do against Ohio state. I think if Ohio state scores touchdowns, um, it's going to be hard to keep up with. And I'd say, I'm going to say the exact same thing and a little bit about Michigan state as well. Um, but I don't know. I, I personally thought Ohio state really, especially with people like you that don't believe in them. Purdue was a hot team coming in. Um, I mean, they put them to bed quickly and easily. So but like they were just coming off a big win, you know, like, eh, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I get, we'll see. We'll see. And then right. the last statement win here was Ole Miss, Texas A&M. I mean, the Rebels just absolutely dominated that game. Um, A&M just was a mess. And I, what was surprised me was um, Calzada, is that his name? Yeah. Um, kept throwing picks. Like, I, I, Ole Miss's defense hasn't been any good all year long, and he, they uh, looked again, elite. Again, true freshman, EJ. True yeah. freshman. Like, yeah. that's what happens sometimes. Like, you I can think, look yeah. great against Alabama, who whose well, defense stinks. Who's hand up defense things, and except for Will Anderson, I love you. I hope you get the Hodgson, buddy. You're the best. But defense stinks, and um, as defensive coach stinks. All the players, they're fine. Their coach stinks. But yeah, I mean, it was also a tough environment to play in. Well, it was like, the first road game that they've played, and that kind of showed you where they were. So a lot of people can talk about how great AM is and all this and that, but ultimately, College Station is. Uh, top five easy um you know home advantages in all of college football and they finally had to play someone on the road and it showed that's an interesting point you just raised they so, they really they they talked about it during the game i mean they played 
no one on the no, right. No, no, I'm talking about top five home oh. advantages. That should oh. be something that we cover at some point because I'm thinking like yeah. Penn State, both Death Valleys. Um, although I don't know if Clemson's See, Death Valley I would is that argue. Good. I think what LSU's Death Valley is legit. Yeah. But Clemson's, I don't know. So Penn State, LSU, uh, Utah is a major home field advantage. Right. So your best team in college football is uh, three point underdogs. I, hey, they're going to be all right. <laughs> Sergio's going to be all right. This we'll is for see. y'all. You know, like we'll I, I think it would be okay. This, but, this um, could be bad news bears for them. It could be. I hope it's not. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll have yeah. to do that sometime. Morgantown. Yeah. Morgantown. That's also yeah. someone uh, who goes to Morgantown. Shoot. Um, Baylor. Stadium's no joke. Baylor, I believe. Baylor goes- already went there. So someone ranked in the Big 12 is going to Morgantown, and I'm betting against them. I think Baylor already went there. I can't remember. I was looking at. I was looking yeah. quickly today, but yeah. yeah. So well, Baylor uh, lost there, didn't they? Hold on, not now. Well, I, I can I can move on while you look this up. Oh no, um, hold on. There's wait, no, don't move on because there's one more statement win that I want to talk about for being a uh, a statement win uh, in quotes, uh, and that is uh, Samford and florida uh that yeah. game was a statement win but it was a statement about how much dan mullen stinks out loud because yeah. wow that was sh- embarrassing if he's there after for next season i mean absolutely it just seems pretty embarrassing evident that the team has given up on him uh baylor beat west virginia at home but yeah i mean and that was something they talked about on game day too like the fact that like this happened last year, like guys sat out of the bowl game. They had given up on the four team, you know, and they're just like, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get the hell out of here and get to the NFL. And same thing is happening again. Like how much longer can Dan oh. stay there? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a good team. That's going to West Virginia. Oh, who, who is it? Just look at my, look at my screen. Just look. Oh, oh no. And it's only so the 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 Longhorns go to West Virginia and they're only four point dogs. I'm probably going to go pretty heavy on the uh, home yeah. team there. Okay. <laughs> so Texas what, is so let's let's just go to our upsets because EJ I had one and I'm just sad. Yeah, so we'll I'm, start I'm with Oklahoma sad. Baylor. Well, um, well, we were talking about Texas. Okay. Let's just let's just start there. I mean, you know, typically I'm we just, like upsets, you know, that are like ranked teams, but this is just a, let's, a sad. Let's just, I mean, yes, Texas lost at home to Kansas, not Kansas, Kansas State, and not in basketball, in football, to Kansas. Rock chalk, Jayhawk touchdowns probably honestly that to me even in this first year is a fireable offense like i'm, I'm shocked surprised steve, he i'm has shocked shot. that steve sarkisian's not fired i don't know i mean he dresses really nicely i don't know what he did um you know after the game to keep his job but i mean that's that's pretty inexcusable um the they're barely is, is like he he is, a division one football team he like is barely a very good offensive coordinator like a very good offensive my guy i get head coaches a lot different but like 
it doesn't matter. You have the money, the resources, and you should have the talent to overcome that. And you I know Bijan Robinson got hurt and the, is done, but you got an assistant coach with the stripper wife who has a monkey. Yeah, that assaults people. It's and like I just it's I feel bad. Like, and and it wasn't like a nine to six weird game right in a monsoon no it like was kansas was put up some points yeah <laughs> like it, it was no fluke it was not like a weird pass you know what you know like i think end, might like, have, no you know it might have given them they pass. got killed he might have been like oklahoma almost lost to kansas <laughs> yeah he might have said that yeah. but like i i mean i like steve sarkeesian he brought some natties yeah, sure. to, to alabama so like i can't hate on him but like <sighs> All I know is that SEC is going, yup. Can't wait for them to come. Oh, you know what, though? I I mean, I hate to say it because if they end up in the West with Alabama, that hurts my heart. Uh, I'm going to have to hate them. But um, I, I think see that's a way good that for they're Texas. Gonna, I don't see a way that they're going to – I mean, maybe. I know ge- geographically – that's becoming less and less relevant, obviously. Um, if you're but, if if you're a football player, though, if you are a high school kid and you have the chance to play, if I'm a high school kid and I'm trying to get to the NFL, the best way to get there is to play for an SEC school. And if you maybe. If Texas is now in the SEC, well, I mean, I, really, I I I guess I don't know. I feel like it's one of those catch twenty twos where if you're a five star athlete. You're a five-star athlete, right? Like, well, but how many five-star yes, you, athletes have filtered, like, you know, faltered and failed? You know, like, yeah, I, 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 I and maybe Kate it's the Big Ten was a five-star athlete. You know, if, if if you are a fantastic football player, I mean, okay, who's arguably the best um, pass rusher? I, I would say top three in the last, you know, say six years. Khalil Mack, he went to Buffalo. Like if you're a baller, you don't need to go to the SEC <laughs> to to get drafted. I mean, I'd be interested to see what. Um, I would say TJ Watt, but that's you know. I mean, okay, that's, that's a guy that's that went mean. to Central Michigan and then went to Wisconsin. So um, didn't didn't need to go down south. Um, didn't need to juco it and go to one of the Mississippi schools. Um, I, I don't know. Obviously, Alabama probably skews. Alabama and Georgia probably skew that pretty heavily. I think if you're a good player, you're getting drafted regardless of where you're at. Well, but if you are a, I, I yeah, that's fair. If you're, a good I think player, if you just need to go to a big program, but yeah, like if, it, well, if you're a good player and you go to USC and even though USC's dog shit right now, like if you're fantastic, they have a couple of kids that are going to be borderline first round, second round picks. Like I get it. Yeah, I will sure. say though that with NIL money being a thing now, I think Texas is going to step into prominence because I don't think God God doesn't even has, have as much money as the Texas boosters have. If I'm like, a Texas they, kid right now and I and, and they're in the SEC and I have to choose which school I'm going to, I'm probably going to College Station. Are there any boosters? No, no, no I mean, no freaking way, dude. Like I said. NIL money is a thing now. Who has more money than God? The Texas boosters. And that's it. Like that is an elite group of people. Yeah. And it, they, hasn't, it hasn't helped them so far. It's not like the NIL. Well, because they, I mean, they've been able to give money. Like I know the NIL, like 
kids were getting money anyways, you know, getting Ferraris and Corvettes yeah. and stuff dropped off. But now it's like it's legit. And NIL booster, like with NIL, someone from Texas can just be like, hey, here you go. Here's like a million dollars. Well, the and NIL was- started this year. And I, I mean, I don't know where Texas is ranked in the um the the recruiting class as of next year but i'm pretty sure AM is number give it one some time give it some time okay you wait, can you A&M can wait for the it number one recruiting class right now yeah after they pulled that you just talked about it last week when they pulled the big the big defensive tackle who was like oh the but they one. went up to number one from that uh, i i believe so i mean they were top 10 the, the Damn, jimbo's, Jimbo. jimbo's jimbo's been doing work That's oh yeah i know disappointing that they've just now blossomed and the question mark is really you know what the problem is well you know what though the target's on his back now like the thing is the like saving like you guys said after the loss to AM, no one's gonna take that more personally than nick saving the fact that like he gave jimbo fisher the rat poison he said what are you gonna do beat me on the golf course like he is so upset with himself for that that it's over game over yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. I, I personally don't know. Like, if, if you're a Texas kid and if there's other warm places you can go, um, I know Austin's a great city. Um, there's also city. other fantastic city. cities and probably arguably better college towns because I feel like Austin's a little bit more than a college town now. Um, so it depends oh, on what yeah. you're looking for. But I, I don't know. They've been pretty bad for so long. I don't know why you all of a sudden think, um, and this year just makes it even worse. Matthew um, McConaughey is yeah, why he I, he can't even overcome what is happening. That just shows you how how makes it hurts my <laughs> it hurts my heart. That's that's how much of a bad spot. Oh. Um, all right. So why don't we we've talked a lot in this first half here. Why don't we uh, quickly go through so upsets? We've been waiting for Oklahoma to drop one. Uh, I was surprised it would be Baylor. Uh, Caleb Williams, the the hero, Not me, baby. I took um, the Bears. Yeah, he got benched. Um, so the true freshman, you kind of have to pump the brakes there, which maybe people had a little bit of unrealistic expectations. You know, that's how it goes. Um, this probably takes Oklahoma out of the playoff because they were already fringy, yep. uh, even undefeated, one loss and in, in, in a weak Big 12, and they're uh, they're done. So. I think there's a real chance for Cincinnati to get in now, though. Like, there's a real chance for Cincinnati to they're definitely sneak on in there. They're going to need some help because if if – the four teams went out, which is a really good chance. Well, um, uh, what are we not going to get to next week's preview? Yeah. Yeah, we can. And then the other thing quickly here, Mississippi state, Auburn, uh, Auburn was up 28 to three at one point uh, at home against Mississippi state blew it. Um, they stink. I'm I noticed that SEC your comment West. is, is yikes war Eagle. They yeah. retired their Eagle, uh, the Eagle that like swoops around, you know, before the game stupidest yeah. thing i've ever seen uh that eagle retired that game so yeah. i th- i didn't bet the game but i thought like oh that gives auburn an edge no sure didn't um but no ej you said that for the playoffs you know if you think that those teams that are in there now are going to win out like i said i think oregon's the best team in the country right now um but when we look at next week and potential upset alert and games that we're looking to Oregon, Utah is most yeah. certainly at the top of that list. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's the real test. So, or we're down to the last two games of the season. So a lot of these teams are finally, uh, you know, um, seeing real competition, seeing rivals uh, and in Oregon's case, I mean, 
not only do they have to go to Utah, uh, and Salt Lake City is one of the best environments uh, in college football, definitely Oregon and Utah, the two best in in, uh, in the Pac-12, I mean, easy. Uh, I'm worried for them. Um, and then they have to survive this and then play uh, their civil war against Oregon State, who is, I think, one of the most improved football teams in all of college football. Uh, so I strongly agree. It's 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 a tough go for them. Now they win those two, they've earned it. <laughs> but yeah, I I I think this is this is bad news for them at Utah. And it's I think it's like a four o'clock mid mid tonight game uh, start there in, yeah. in Utah. So um, I'll, I'll I'll say this too. I think that um, if there's a chance for Cincinnati to get in. Because I'm the one saying that, oh, you know, they should get in. There's a chance for Cincinnati to get in. There, a couple things need to happen. So Georgia and Alabama need to win every game and then get to the SEC championship. And then Alabama needs to win for Georgia to get in. If Georgia wins, I don't think Alabama gets in. No, so that would be the spot for Cincy. Right. So that that's, that's one thing that could happen. The only other options are for Oregon to lose one of these next two games, in which case Cincinnati gets in, which I don't think is going to happen. But it could. It could. So essentially my previous sentence means nothing. And then for a Big Ten team to not get in between Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State, just I just feel like one of those – something is going to happen here in these – like. And we'll see in the next two weeks. I feel like one of those teams is going to get in. Uh, whether oh, it be, yeah. you know. They're going to have to be yeah. one loss. One of those teams, one of those one loss Big Ten schools will get in. Um, I don't think they'll all have two losses. I think that would be really hard to do. Um, but they're all one loss right now. One of them will will win out, whether it's um, – I mean, I guess there's no, I, I mean, I guess there's, there is a chance that like something happens. I think the most likely thing is it's either going to be Michigan state beats Ohio state wins out. Michigan beats Ohio state wins out or Ohio state beats both Michigan schools and wins out. Like I, I don't see any a, of the two former. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't are good for me. I don't see a, a way where like Michigan state beats Ohio state and then loses to Penn state or like Michigan uh, beats, um, yeah, loses to Maryland and beats Ohio State or Ohio right. State. Yeah, I, I think it's going to end up being a one-loss Big Ten school there. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, so we can we can preview here. So Michigan State, Ohio State, it's college game day, noon kickoff in Columbus. Um, I mean, for me personally as a Spartans fan, and I think most Spartans fans are at this point now, I mean, it, this season is just a Cinderella story for us in general. Um I mean, for me at this point, anything's just kind of like gravy. We beat Michigan, uh, beat Indiana, got that trophy back. Um, I mean, we don't really have any business beating Ohio State. It doesn't mean we won't, but like as far as like talent level on each side of the ball, I, I mean, it's Ohio State by a million. Um, but we'll you see. You guys I'll are just Bill Murray and Kajak. Just sooner, old boy, come out of nowhere. And, and I was. I will say, I mean, for Mel, right. I mean, I will say, I think we're going to compete and and I don't think Mel's coming in with my mindset. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
and, and we've beaten Ohio State. We've had worse teams beat win in Columbus. Uh, we've had a backup quarterbacks win in Columbus uh, in those D'Antonio years. So it's not out of the, the question, but I mean, I'm looking at Ohio State's offense and I'm looking at Michigan State's defense. And I mean, uh, Ohio State could score 60. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I think the best chance we have is being able to run the ball and eat some possessions. Um, and but, affecting the quarterback. I don't yeah. think that kid's ain't good. So <laughs> I disagree. I guess we'll uh, we'll see here, but yeah, it's it's going to be a good game for me. It's going to be just a great measuring stick for for me, even though Tucker has come out and uh, and dismissed that notion. Um, but it's going to be good to see kind of how far Michigan State really is from competing uh, for the Big Ten because you have to. We'll never have as many talented players as Ohio State, but if we can bridge the gap a little bit closer, um, which I think Tucker can do, and hopefully these extensions get signed. Um, and keeps him away from LSU because now the numbers are, it's even bigger. It's 10 years, uh, 95. Uh, so it's, it's looking like 9.5 a year for him. So I think that comfortably keeps him at Michigan state until someone dips into the 10 or 11 in the NFL, um, to pull him out. But yeah, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm really excited. I, I really, I'm hopeful for a close game. Like I don't want to get blown out. Yep, uh, right, I'm not gonna be surprised right. if they do, but I want a good yeah. game. I want us to, be in it in the fourth quarter and actually have a chance. And if they, if they win this game, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, watch out. I'm but, pulling for you, buddy. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then the other one I kind of highlight, I don't know if you want to talk about it. I, I highlight it just because technically who pig Suey's ranked and, and, and goes to Tuscaloosa. Uh, I, I, you know, I think the line's like 20. I think that's probably about right. Um, yeah. Do you have any real concerns? Well, I mean, our coaching staff is full of a bunch of dimwits. So I'm always <laughs> concerned uh, with Bill O'Brien and Pete Golding as our coordinators. Um, but, you know, I mean, they should win this game. The The biggest thing for me with Alabama right now is Will Anderson's Heisman uh, candidacy. Like I, I hope that he gets there. Like there's some talk about Will getting the Heisman. I think that'd be fantastic for him. Not on a defense like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, part of it is that as, as sad as it is, part of it is just your team has to be good. You can't just be the best team. But the coach the is the worst defensive coordinator you've ever seen in your life, and he's still killing it. So they don't see it that know. way. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. EJ, I'd love to take a potty break right now. So can you're, we you're get the it. old. Let's hit the old timeout button and let's let's dive into the trophy for this week. Uh, trophies, trophies. Plural. Yeah, I know. I'll send plural. you up for that, pal. I'll send you up for that. All okay, right, great. Timeout, right, folks. Guys, we will be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Mike, did you refresh your drink or did you go potty? Are you good? I went pee pee. Okay, you feel good. Excellent. Your bladder is emptied. Yeah, I feel really good about that. Okay. You know, these, uh, I've been hydrating a lot. I've been working out heavily uh, in preparation for, um, you know, Thanksgiving. You know, I want to make sure that the metabolism's at all-time high so I can really ingest <laughs> as much food as possible, you know? Because, you know, like, honestly, Thanksgiving fair is like any other day of the week. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, what, it's not my favorite food, you know? Turkey's good and the sides are all great, but like, it's just, it's not my favorite food. But like on Thanksgiving, like 
Let's dig in. Oh, I'm all about it. Give me mashed potatoes. Give me gravy. Give me turkey. You I a sweet potato guy? You like some uh, sweet potato casserole? I do. I do. I, I, I am a fan of pretty much any food on Thanksgiving beside green beans. Not a big green bean guy. So Ooh, green I like green bean casserole. casserole. Green bean yeah, that's good. okay. But I just, I don't like green beans. So I like to, uh, no matter what I'm taking a bite of on Thanksgiving, I like to put it with my uh, my sweet potato casserole. I like to yeah. just, you know, get a little bit of that. Oh. On every every forkful. Let's just say my my plate sloppy on th- on Thanksgiving. You slop uh, I, it I up. I slop it up all over the place. Atta boy. Yeah, it, it, it's sloppy. Um, all right. So why don't we uh, talk about the two trophies that we have today? So today we're talking about the Freedom Trophy, and that is played between the uh, Wisconsin and Nebraska. And we're talking about the Land Grant Trophy played um, between Michigan State and Penn State. So why don't we start off uh, by talking about the Freedom Trophy first? Let's do it. So let me hit you with some fun facts here. Uh, Really just one fun fact for this one. Um, So this is one of the newest rivalries that has a trophy. Um, So Nebraska and Wisconsin have only played each other 14 times over the years. Really? Yeah. 14? 14? That seems low. Total times. So what made them, well, I guess that we'll find out why they decided to do a trophy. Yes, we will. Um, but what are your first uh, impressions of said trophy? Let me scroll down. Let me scroll down. Ooh, that's neat. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like an homage, an homage to the uh, the Star Spangled Banner, like, you know, living in Baltimore for a few years. Yeah. It reminds me of something that would be an homage to the Star Spangled Banner. So that's a really nice looking trophy. Um, so, okay. So is this the whole thing, the trophy? It's the whole thing. That's a ridiculously large base. Okay. So just so everyone knows, there is a comically large, like rectangular wooden base. Like it's compared to the rest of the trophy. So I would say that the, the wooden base is it's a trapezoid not a rectangle and it's about like oh, i guess i'd say triple the triple or double yeah, the size i'd say double to triple the size yeah, of the rest of it of the actual trophy and it just there's a, a plaque at the top that says freedom trophy and then there's a little tiny plaque in the smallest writing you ever did see that talks about what does it say i can read it to you later Okay, you'll read it to me. But later. what does what does the top look like? The top is really cool. And if the top if the trophy was just the top, it would be sick. But the fact that they had this comically large wooden base with just blank space and the smallest little quote, like the smallest little box for a quote that you ever did see. Like when you scroll look at- scroll down a little bit further, you'll see they fill the space. Oh, they did fill the space. Well, it's still comical. <laughs> it is, like, but yes. They've only played 14 times. Right. But the top of the trophy is dope because it's a stadium with a massive flag, like the flag that you would see at a Texas car dealership uh, at the top. And like the way it's like wrapped upon itself is really, really cool. So I, I actually love, I'd love to go see a game at this stadium, uh, at this hypothetical stadium that has this massive flag. That's probably just whipping fans in the face. Uh, the, the top part's cool. The bottom part is just, it's just dumb. Uh, but I see that they did fill the space to like add an additional plaque for, you know, the, the 
wins and everything like that but it's just eh, I uh, something about like the fact it's not filled in it rubs me the wrong so uh, all this time you and joe have put such a big onus on big trophies and how little trophies are silly and this trophy tells you hey listen I got a really cool design on top and I'm just going to add some girth to make it a two person minimum trophy to carry. It feels like you're giving it flack. It feels like they're trying hard. They're trying hard here to be big. What they're doing is they're looking, they're forward thinking because guess how many plaques I got to put on that for the scores in the future. They got quite a few decades before they got to do anything to this. I guess that's true. And as we get the scores and stuff, I was going to say, if that was full of scores, would that make you feel better? It would. It it really would. Check back in guys. We will do a, uh, a re uh, not rewatch, but we'll just like a revisiting uh, season in 10 years of where these trophies are now. (laughs) And, um, We'll see. We'll see if uh, I hate if it the, makes... I hate that you're calling me out on this because you're absolutely right. I'm gonna see that thing full of names and get dates. I'm gonna be like, yeah, that looks awesome. That's the best trophy <laughs> I've ever seen. Because it, it, I mean, the top is so cool. Yeah. Because it looks like the flag is also in the shape of like a like a bell. It makes me think of the Liberty Bell. Like that's maybe what they were doing uh, when they when they uh, thought this out. Like it's. It's pretty neat. And the, it it, the fact that it's the basis of trapezoid and it all comes up together like it's a pyramid. They they had some people, they probably had like Dwight or Accenture be like, what let let's uh let's let's uh, synergize and harmonize and figure out the right way to make something aesthetically pleasing. So <laughs> all right. So why don't I uh, give you some of the history of the robbery? Lay it um, on me whatever there is. So uh, the first matchup was in 1901. Uh, and <laughs> and they played 14 times since. Oh boy. So Wisconsin won that game 18 to nothing. And then the two teams after 1901, the two teams wouldn't play again until 1965. So a s- yeah, long time. Uh, and Nebraska won that game 37 uh, to nothing. Um, so the series overall series uh, Wisconsin leads at 10 wins to four losses. And um, so this was actually, I forgot which article uh, wrote about it, but they said that this was like one of the budding rivalries in uh, college football uh, because again, they have only played 14 times. Yeah. And I, most I'm surprised of that, by that. I would think that they played more. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's one of those kind of uh, situations where there was never an incentive for either team who weren't in the same conference to schedule each other because of how uh, the incentive for that, because in college football, and I'm really hoping that some of these playoff expansions will get away from this. Um, you, you can't lose a game. And especially when it was just the BCS, you really couldn't lose a game um, right. and, and, and make it to a national championship. So there was zero reason to schedule tough teams from other conferences. Right. Um, but these two teams have played each other every year since 2011 uh, when Nebraska joined the Big Ten, um, and they actually played twice in 2012. Uh, they faced off in the regular season, and then they faced off in the Big Ten championship because when Nebraska was added, the divisions weren't geographically based. Uh, so they were one was in the leaders and one was in the legends. Um, so the first matchup, the regular season one, Wisconsin, or Nebraska won. 30 to 27 
And then they got the rematch in the Big Ten championship game, and Wisconsin got the revenge, uh, winning 70 to 31. So, yeah. That, that's some revenge right there. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, Mike, I, I really hope this isn't a breaking point um, in our friendship, but because we have two trophies to discuss today, and this trophy was implemented in 2014, and we've already had trophies that have been implemented in 2014. We're not going to do your favorite segment today. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. We're not going to know what life was like in 2014. How will I go on? We, we, we have already oh, talked about Son of a... No. No. No longer. No. Sorry. Okay, fine. I forgive you. <laughs> Just because your daughter's cute as all get out. Thank That's you. oh, you son of a gun. I, I promise next week, which is a wonderful trophy and an old trophy, we we will we will bring the segment back. But this okay, week, fair, 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 fair. We're gonna move on. Okay, I'm sorry. So Prior to the 2014 season, the two universities announced that they would start playing for the Freedom Trophy. So 2014 was when they got put in the same division. That was when Maryland and Rutgers joined the Big Ten, and that's when they split to East and West, in which they were going to be guaranteed to play each other every year. So why did they decide that they need a trophy for this rivalry? Just Um, because? Yes, and because of the history of the two schools, which they found, um, which is actually really cool and interesting, and that's hence why the Freedom Trophy, and, and I'll get to why that is. But uh, here's why don't, why don't I just uh, tell you what Barry Alvarez said, and, and let you let let you glean. Wait on me, big fella. Uh, and Barry Alvarez is the Wisconsin AD. Um, and he said, trophy games are part of the tradition of college football. And I'm thrilled that we're going to be introducing one into our rivalry with Nebraska. The Freedom Trophy brings recognition to two historic football venues and it honors our nation's veterans. It is something I know coaches, student athletes, and fans of both programs will embrace for years to come. And the Nebraska athletic director, Sean Eichhorst, uh, had similar sentiments uh, when he said, We are honored to partner with Wisconsin in an annual Freedom Trophy game as both of our football programs and stadiums have rich histories and traditions. Uh, The Freedom Trophy provides a unique opportunity for us to pay special tribute to the brave men and women who have and will continue to defend our nation's freedom. So while I didn't find an exact reason, I think it was one once Nebraska joined the Big Ten, and and they had played each other here and there over the years uh, since the 60s. But I think once they joined it and they had some early kind of success and that meant the games were important to each other, um, and they're really not far uh, distance-wise. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just one of those things where they kind of jumped on the opportunity uh, to to make it a rivalry trophy. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, everyone likes a trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think the the reasons why they they did or the 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 outcome they came together they found the common ground uh, between their two schools and I think that was kind of cool. So uh, why don't I tell you for the listeners a description a more in depth description of the actual trophy and why it's called the Freedom Trophy. Um, so it was designed and sculpted by Harry Weber, 
uh, of Wright City, Missouri, and it features a bronze football stadium with an American flag extending a massive flag, massive. So the flag itself is is half the size of the the stadium uh, or the the same size as the stadium. Um, So half of that big part on the top. Um, So one half of the outside of the trophy uh, of the stadium part, it depicts the north section of Wisconsin's Camp Randall. Uh, which was built in 1917. And the other half of it is the east side of Nebraska's Memorial Stadium uh, that was built in 1923. I like that. That's cool. So that stadium that you saw, it's the two rings are um, the two different sections of those stadiums. Yeah. Um, And then, as you said, the stadium and flag sculpture sits on top of a massive wooden base uh, that is a dedicated space for the future uh, Wisconsin and and Nebraska game scores. And so I know you were wondering what the um, there is a plaque above that that had an inscription uh, and it was hard to read in the picture that I provided. So let me uh, show you what it reads. And this is on both sides of the trophy. So it says the Freedom Trophy pays tribute to the brave men and women who have fought in our nation's wars. The University of Wisconsin's Camp Randall Stadium, built on what was once a Civil War training ground, and the University of Nebraska's Memorial Stadium, dedicated in honor of our nation's veterans, stand as proud monuments to those who have sacrificed so much in the name of freedom. So like that's that. what that plaque is. I like that a lot. That's I'm cool. sorry to you guys. I had no idea about Camp Randall. <laughs> I didn't was, either. Was built on a Civil War training. Yeah, ground, I, did, but I did not know that. I think that was pretty cool. I didn't were able even to... know Wisconsin was in the Civil War. So, I mean, maybe it wasn't called Wisconsin at that time. So it still could have been some sort of territory. Hmm. Yeah. How about so, that? Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And really the last fun fact I have for you um, with this stadium or with this trophy, excuse me, is Nebraska has never won the freedom trophy. Well, okay. That makes sense to me. They have not beaten Wisconsin since 2014. So they have never had the pleasure of hoisting this trophy. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So why don't we then, um, talk about the rankings? I want to do the rankings with this yeah, first. Let's, let's do the rankings for this first. Yeah. Before we get to, um, the next trophy. So right. Mike, what are you thinking? So looks, I'm going to give it a three because I, I, I know that, um, like it's a comically large blank space, uh, but I understand it's going to be filled out. So I, I think that it might go up for me in the future. I love the part at the top. It's just like the base is just blank. It's just weird. They'll look cool in the future. So I'm going to say three for now. Uh, history. I was going to give it a one until you said everything that you said about like why it was created. Uh, so I'm going to say two. Uh, and then the robbery itself, like a one, like I really, you know, it seems like they just made this trophy just to, you know, uh, yeah, it, it seems contrived to me. Uh, so I'm going to say it's a one rivalry. And for that reason, I'm going to give it a low, low tier. It's just, uh, it seems like they were kind of trying to shoehorn a trophy into here, into this robbery. And, uh, maybe one day, like when we look back 10 years from now, I'll value this higher, but right now the freedom trophy is just, it's not all that great. So oh, man, I am not in agreement with you. 
Fair enough. I I think especially again, like I understand the the base is awkward looking now because there isn't enough um appearances, so the scores look kind of awkward. But I think the top part of that is one of the best. It it, it does look seen. really good. It so does I'm, look good. I'm going with the four. That, that this is a I, I love. I was. I remember briefly researching this, but not seeing what it looked like. And so I didn't have high hopes at all for this. I was shocked in the best way. Uh, I absolutely love it. Um, the only thing keeping it from a five is, is the base. Um, and I understand it practically. Um, I think it'll look better 20 years from now when it's filled in. Uh, it's a four for me. I think the history is, um, like a two and a half. It's not a big history. I think it's awesome that they're um yes the the, the reason, reason behind it's cool but like yes. it just feels a little contrived sure so but you could say that within all these trophies have to have a beginning this one's just very early on yeah but like not every beginning is because like your opposing student body is going to poison you or because <laughs> like you know so they were just a couple decades too late maybe if they had started uh playing each other regularly you know a couple decades ago maybe um, but it's a, it's a two and a half for me there. And then the rivalry itself, um, I have it at a one and a half, uh, just because mainly it, it's, um, so new and Nebraska hasn't been good yet when it's been a rivalry. Um, so, uh, I hope it, it grows because I mean, Nebraska is a great football program and they're going through a lot. Um, and hopefully it gets back and obviously Wisconsin's yeah. great. Um, so, uh, for me, I'm still going to put it uh, because I love how it looks. I, I can't, I wouldn't feel right about putting it in the low. So I have to put it into a mid just cause oh. I, I love how much it looks that much. We're like, going to go back and we're going to have to go me. back and look at, well, actually you, you only have, I'm looking, you have two trophies. You have one trophy in the low tier. Really? Only one? You have one. I, I feel trophy. like I had a couple low mids that maybe you have. You have one lows. low mid. You have one low. You you've said others. You let off with others as being potential low mids, but then you brought them up to a mid. Your only low is the shillelagh. Your low mid is um, George Jewett. You beat the hell out of George Jewett. It was the you know it was the rivalry. That's what yeah. brought down to low mid for you. But then some of your other low mids were probably like Land of Lincoln. I feel like it was a low mid for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the great part about this um, is we're going to revisit all of these now that we, uh, after we've seen them all and have perspective uh, and comparison, because a lot of those were in the early days. Uh, we only had so many to compare yeah, to. Right, so I, right. I, you can't really just call something low especially in my mind because i i knew what was to come um with a few of these so i wanted to be as fair at the time as possible but now reflecting back um i expect uh, all three of us to have some changes probably from and what I, I did drop a uh, instagram post of where we're at with all the trophies and like what the mm-hmm. rankings are so if you check out our instagram at whiskers.whiskies um the most well at the time of this recording, you'll definitely see the, the, the post of, for this episode. Yeah. Uh, but I just dropped last weekend, uh, like what our rankings look like. So you can see who's sitting at the top. Our, our proud boy Floyd is sitting right at the tippy top. 
the our good good husky boy yeah and then you can see where everything else ranks see uh, what i what i would love to do and and obviously we will we'll have a much more thought out plan um for this uh upcoming episode uh to wrap up the season but i think we should do uh a new rankings but i think we should do it in different categories so potentially maybe like just looks and then taking into account the other information like the history and the rivalry oh so just what it looks like yeah as a separate else. one yeah so that's a yeah. separate list of rankings um and then uh a list of rankings with um the histories i think that would be cool Potentially. that would we'll actually see. go that would be super interesting because i think some, it would be different yeah there's some trophies that look pretty good yeah like like george old, jewett looks yeah. fantastic yeah the old oak and bucket yeah I, I i really like how it looks and and so do you you had yeah, that high too uh-huh. uh but everything else was eh. well actually you and i differed on that um yeah, yeah i'm looking well, let's let's the, let's not give them too much this yeah, will be a, this yeah, will be a nice I, that, that'll actually be cool I, I like that okay so why don't we transition into the land grant oh. trophy EJ, so fun can, fact yeah yeah michigan state followed by penn state are the nation's oldest land grant universities hence the name of the trophy can you name the other big 10 schools that are land grant schools there's five of them so there's five land grant schools in michigan in addition, the oldest, in addition to, and then penn state uh okay so ohio state yes okay that's the um, only other one that has a state in it okay yeah well then slam down there uh <laughs> iowa no okay so it's, let's do three strikes and i'm out so strike yeah. one um maryland no what qual what what qualifies as a land grant like what what was that mean that means that before these two schools it was um i believe it had to be like private financers that started the university and the land grant was when the government actually gave property uh to the states for the purpose of building universities so that's why i thought maryland would be it okay um Mm -hmm. wisconsin yes sweet three more two strikes oh i got only got one strike left i got three more schools Uh, so i don't think northwestern I don't think Rutgers. All of them are in the Big Ten West, if that helps. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously it helps. Nebraska? No. Fuck. Purdue? Sorry for the listeners. Minnesota. Purdue. Oh, Minnesota would have been a and good one, I guess. Illinois. Uh, see, I, I probably wouldn't have gone Purdue, but Minnesota yeah. and Illinois would have been next up on the on the list, so. So what are your first impressions of this trophy? EJ, I know this trophy. Like this is one that I love because oh. it is the goofiest looking trophy. And I am, I, uh, spoiler alert, it's a five. I love it because it's so <laughs> freaking goofy. It looks like it was made like, I, I like just a kid, like a 10 year old kid was like, what are your favorite things and let's throw them on the trophy so for folks who haven't seen this before it is the goopiest looking trophy of all time so you have this big wooden block 
right? A big, tall wooden it's, block. It's literally a wooden block. It's a big old wooden block. Rectangle. At, at the top, yeah, big old rectangular block. It's, it's a column, a rectangular yeah. column. And at the top, you have this just football guy right like like you would get you have a peewee trophy you have a your... peewee trophy at the top right yeah and there's also like uh some like wood around it which makes no sense because it doesn't even come to the whole end of the what it doesn't go the whole way to the one end which i think is just awesome and then on this wooden block column you have shelves and on the one shelf is the Nittany line on the other shelf is the Spartan. And then thank you, EJ, for, for including this diagram because yeah, it tells me that on, on the, on the side. So, all right. So we're looking at the front of, let's look at the front. We'll, we'll the call trophy. it the front. Yeah. Okay. Let, we're looking at the front yeah. on the right side is the shelf with the Nittany line and the shelf with the Spartan. And then, Below those shelves, which are staggered, there's a smaller black and white photo of the land grant university buildings. So they're like old main. Yeah. Like the land. Yeah. They're university buildings. And then below that, there's color photos of the land grant, a separate color photo. It's a single black and white photo that captures both. And then separate colored photos. And then on a shelf, and they ornate shelving is what this uh this graphic tells me yeah. and then a, a little thing that says the land grant trophy and then on the front is the list of the trophy winners and i it's just if i was eight years old and you asked me to make if i was a diehard spartan or nittany lion fan and you asked me to make a trophy this is what i would make and i love it like it is so like near and dear to my heart is like a child of like what I would do. It's like my favorite things. Like, and I just put them together like yeah. that. Ugh. So, so I love this trophy. I I've, I forgot to include this and I should have, but we'll definitely include it in the picture of this episode is people have turned this into a Halloween costume, which is hilarious. No way. Yeah. yeah it's hilarious. You and I are going as the land grant trophy next year. Mike, I don't you, care. You missed two major parts of the trophy. What did I miss? Uh, the textbook butt joint <laughs> that was <highlighted laughs> in this diagram. <laughs> so, uh, and also well, the reclaimed wood and premium, premium wood stain. Oh, pre yes, is premium wood stain. Why yes. they needed to include either of those in this diagram is hilarious. But yeah, th this diagram itself is is ridiculous. Oh, so so wonderful. I'm definitely sharing this on Instagram. Um, but as you can see, it is an absolute behemoth when you see. Oh, players. it's a big boy. It's a big boy. It's probably the biggest. How, that we've how talked big about. is it? I mean, look at the second picture with like. Oh, that's a big boy. I mean, that's at least four, three and a half feet, four, probably four with the player at the top. Yeah, yeah. It's I was thinking heroes trophy is the biggest, but that actually might be bigger. If those guys are six, say obviously over six foot, like that's uh, yeah, well over half of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this trophy. So if you were wondering, this bad boy weighs seventy six pounds. <laughs> Not as big as Floyd. No, but it's as big as an eleven year old boy. Oh my gosh! 
the the next trophy. So not not the or the next picture, not the first picture you shared, but the no. second picture. Yeah, yeah. These can... fellas are struggling to hold yeah. hoist this bet. Yeah, it it's obnoxiously large. EJ seventy six pounds. What like let's relate that in size. How much does that weigh compared to like other things? Uh, it, it is on average the the size of an eleven year old boy. Uh, it is, uh, a hundred cans worth of beer that, 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 that weighs 76 pounds. Uh, if you're wondering M&Ms, cause obviously I know you are, uh, it's approximately 37,500 M&Ms. Regular worth. peanut, peanut butter, peanut uh, butter M&Ms are best by the way, but I, I'm going to go with just regular. I think these aren't the girthy M&Ms. Um, and then it's also, if you're really curious, uh, it is approximately 262,500 bees <laughs> worth bees. of weight. Bees. 262,000 bees weigh 76 yes. pounds? There you go. Boy. The more you know. It makes me feel pretty good against a bee infestation. <laughs> Although bees are our friends. It's yes. hornets. They're the, uh, the real assholes. But... So why don't I uh, give you some of this uh, history of the rivalry? Uh, so the first matchup was in 1914, and that's when the Michigan Agricultural College won six the to fawns, three. The, the fighting fawns, uh, and the Spartans won eight of the first ten meetings, uh, with one of those being a tie. How many did the fawns win? Um, I, I'm not sure. I think <laughs> probably half of those, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, so the series itself is tied. 17 wins, 17 losses, one tie. Oh, they've only played 35 times. That's yeah. surprising. Uh, well, Penn State was independent uh, for all those years prior to joining the Big right. Ten. Right. Um, so with scheduling reasons, right. you know, I think Notre Dame was our, our independent um, schedule. So, oh, uh, yeah. So these two teams play every year, uh, and it's usually is the last game of the year for both teams, uh, which is interesting. So the history of the trophy itself. So when Penn State joined the Big Ten in 1993, the Nittany Lions and the Spartans were designated as permanent rivals and met each other uh, for the trophy in the last week of conference play. Uh, So it was when they joined and they were designated permanent rivals, the schools decided that they should have a trophy because of that. Um, And 2010 marked the first time that the schools had played each other um since uh 19 oh hold on sorry i think i got that wrong um i think it was 1993 Uh-oh. yeah sorry i wrote that wrong 1993 was the first time the two schools had played each other since 1966 uh so there was a huge gap in time um between these two teams playing and then once uh the nittany lions joined the the conference i was just saying no no way this trophy was created in 2010 right like this is correct this is a 90s trophy like it feels so 90s yes like it it feels like like that's why i feel like it would like me as a 90s kid i would create this trophy so it had to be created in the 90s it by an eight-year-old somewhere No, actually, <laughs> you want to know who designed it? Yes, uh, it is George Perlis. Uh, Eight years old. No, very, very famous um, Michigan State coach. 
Um, he wasn't the coach at the time of the designing it, but he's uh, one of the legendary coaches uh, really up there with like um, D'Antonio. He might've been the most winningest coach. How prior old was to he when he designed it? Uh, old. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. like senile, probably a mind equivalent to that of an eight year old at the time. And I love it. Hey, George, I, I assume RIP, RIP in peace. Oh, that's a good question. I believe. Let's assume so. so. Anyways, uh, if sure. not now, then the future RIP and peace to George Perlis. Great, great trophy design. I love it, man. <laughs> whatever you were on smoking, you know, whatever pills the retirement home was putting into your jello, man, great, great trophy. Oh, how did I not know this? He passed away last year. Damn. 85 years old. 2020 so the, claims another one. So at the time he was uh, math 60s. Spry. Yes. Uh, he passed spry. away from Parkinson's disease. Oh, shit. Well, now I feel like an asshole. No, I mean, it is what it is. He uh, he's a legend designed this trophy. I mean, it's it's something I, I love it. It's, um, it's, I it's, it's fantastic. So as Mike, you, you mentioned, uh, this trophy has a little bit of everything. Um, it features the pictures of Penn State's Old Main and Michigan State's Beaumont Tower. Uh, two, three technically pictures, one that has both of them together and black and white. Um, and uh, the figurines of the Spartans and then the Nittany Lion um, shrine statues that they have on campus. Um, so, uh, they, so like I said, it was 1993, it was implemented. That was the first time that two schools had played each other since, uh, 1966. Uh, and then from 93 through 2010, that's where I had my 2010. Um, they, they played each other, uh, every year for this trophy. And then in 2011, uh, when Nebraska joined the big 10, the conference is split, like we had mentioned, and Michigan State was put in the Legends Division and Penn State was put in the Leaders Division. So they no longer played each other annually. Um, instead, Indiana was designated as Michigan State's um, permanent rival and Nebraska was designated as um, Penn State's permanent rival. Uh, so under this setup, Penn State and Michigan State were supposed to compete on average two out of every five years, uh, but the two teams did not play each other uh, during the three years that the system was in effect uh, from 2011 to 2013. So in 2014, when Rutgers and Maryland joined the Big Ten and the two schools were reunited, it did feel so good uh, in the same division um, in the East because this was much more geographically uh, divided. Uh, they've played each other every year ever since. And like I had mentioned, uh, they play each other the last game of the, the season, uh, mainly because uh, Michigan State's other rival, uh, Michigan, always has Ohio State at the end of the year. So that right. always bumps Michigan and Michigan State in October. Uh, so that opened up the last game for us, and it was always Penn State. And that will continue until this year. This is the last year that it will be the last game of the year. Uh, the Big Ten scheduling has continued to get wonky, and now with the new alliance, uh, I'm not sure there's going to be too many um, games that are safe as far as like traditionally when they're right. played. Um, when you start to throw in all these different uh, the three conferences together, so uh, they're going to still play each other every year, 
but it will not be at the end of the year. I believe Michigan State polls like Maryland and Rutgers, uh, maybe Indiana at the end of the year, the next couple of years I looked, but obviously you can't look too far ahead um, because eventually the Alliance will bump off some of these out of conference games uh, that have been, um, you know, in the making for 10 years or so. Right. So. Right. It'll, yeah. It'll be interesting to see where football goes with this Alliance and the sure. super sec. Yeah. So, um, so last little fun fact here for you. Um, well, actually two, I have two fun facts to finish this off. Ooh. So Michigan state followed by Penn state was the two oldest land grant universities. Uh, like I'd mentioned before, and in 1955, on the hundredth anniversary of the founding of the land grant system, Michigan State and Penn State were uh, commemorated on a U.S. postage stamp honoring the first of the land grant colleges. Hell yeah! And postage these two, stamps. And these Let's two. Go. And these two universities were the first ever universities to be placed on a U.S. postage stamp. Let's go. There Love you go. It. Who, anyone go. out there have that 1955 postage stamp? It's probably worth some money now. I stamps. I mean, yeah, people love them. And the other one is, I thought this was kind of funny because we've already talked about. I this. used to think whenever I was a kid that like finding like stamps or like collecting stamps, like that was gonna be a thing. You know, like you retire on on a good stamp. Nah, not so much the case. But I also thought when I was a kid that I was going to have to worry about the Pythagorean theorem and things like that a lot more. But turns out, not, not so much. No, most math is useless unless you're in particular jobs. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, so the last kind of thing, uh, I thought it was kind of interesting because we've talked about this uh, in other uh, episodes. But on September 24th, 2005, during Michigan week, a couple of Penn State students defaced the newly installed bronze uh, Sparty statue. And the statue was uh, splattered with blue paint and the base tagged with the letters PSU. And the perpetrators were able to evade capture despite the incident occurring in the middle of the day during the traditional period of time, which a statue is guarded by the Sparty watch. So the marching band. Really Who would have thought we yeah. talked about the Sparty watch? Who would have yeah. thought those crack, you know, bodyguards would ever yeah. be caught sleeping except no. the only time i've seen them is pictures of them sleeping so middle of the day penn state fans not even michigan fans um defaced sparty sparty watch i'm sorry 2005 sparty spartans marching band shame on you shame on you shame on you also i just realized we disparaged math quite a bit shout out marin <laughs> Oh yeah, math stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sixth grade class with everything. Um, hey, Miss hey, Uh Marin's uh, sixth grade class. Uh, don't listen to her. Everything she says is just bullshit. So it just doesn't. Yep. It, don't don't worry about it. It's no, not going to be a problem. It. Yeah, you got calculators. It's other. fine. Yeah, yeah. you're good. Yeah. Uh, so so that's so that's it. So why don't we uh, look at our rankings here? And sorry oh. for the listeners. Uh, I totally forgot to mention this earlier. But just a reminder, we rank on a scale of one to five for looks, uh, for history, for the rivalry itself, and then overall, whether we put it in a bottom tier, middle tier, or top tier. So, Mike, you already gave us your looks, but yeah, you can this, say it again. this big, beautiful bitch is a five for me. I just okay. love it. It's so goofy. It's fantastic. I, I, I love it. Um, uh, history, like, I, I don't even uh, quite, un I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Sure. Uh, it's a two. I don't understand. 
Uh, robbery itself, uh, also two, uh, three. Michigan State and Penn State's always pretty good. You know, like it's going to be competitive. So I'm, I'm going to say it's a three. Like I'm definitely more interested in seeing that than I am Wisconsin, Nebraska. So I'm going to say it's a three for me. So and uh, overall mid mid two okay. for me. I just I love it's so goofy. I love it. I love special things like this, and it uh, touches me. So. All right. So for looks for me, I I have the same feeling as far as like. It is so uniquely ugly, but like the only part, it's the only reason why this isn't a one looks for me is because it's so goofy. Uh, So I put it as a two and a half. Uh, I, I, it's just you, you offend me, sir. I I can't get on board. uh, I I just, I love special things. It's a big, it's, it's, it's special. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> the history itself, a uh, one and a half. Um, I'm with you there. Uh, just kind of, I mean, it's cool that they're both land grant. I, I think the connection between the two schools stamps was cool, but I mean, there's nothing much to it really. Um, the rivalry, uh, and this is probably just because I'm a Spartans fan. Um, I put it as a four uh, Penn state is always a game. I look forward to um, every year. It, it was, it's always Michigan. Um, when I was a kid, it was Notre Dame. And then, but it, like I had Notre Dame and Penn state at the same level. We just had crazier games with uh, Notre Dame that were memorable. Um, but I, I always loved it. I always loved that. It was the end of the year. I always hated Penn state because of that. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a four for me. And then this is a bottom tier uh, for me. Oh, uh, what? I, I mean, with the, the numbers don't lie. I love the ri- The rivalry itself is a top you tier. Gave, you hold on. The you look gave in the lower numbers for the Freedom Trophy, and you said that's a mid-tier, and you're putting this one as a low tier? Wait, how, how did I have lower numbers? Oh, well, it, it came... Hold on. Let me do the math. Let me let me, yeah. let me do the math. Hold on a second. Because I am... The, 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 I, I, in my point of view, of the three categories... I think the rivalry is probably the lowest for me when it comes to because we're rating trophies, right? So the looks is obviously important. But your history, you're, wait, you put the rivalry as a four, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the least. Oh, the, that, that's the lowest okay, category. So that, oh, 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 the weight. weight. Yes, the weight. Yeah. If I'm weighting it, your average is higher on this one. Really? Than it is on the on the other one. By yeah, how much? Like it has higher. to be like 0. 0.5 or it, something, It's right? 2.5 versus 2.83. Okay. Because you had the rivalry at 1.5 for freedom and at yeah. four for, for here. But then you put history. Oh, so it's the looks of the freedom. That's what that's what gets you. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the only that's thing. That's what gets you. But that's important in a trophy ranking is how it looks to you. I just oh it's unique and beautiful. It's unique. It's it's ugly. <laughs> it's unique. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude. I um, love it. Cause you gotta be weird to like college football. Like it's it's freaking weird, man. And it's, this is weird. It's ugly. It's ugly. All right. So why don't we uh, preview? So uh, I didn't mention this before, but the land grant, or we did, but let's kind of bring it full circle Recap. here. Recap. Um, the land grant trophy is always played on the last uh, week of the regular season. So that's going to be um, not this upcoming weekend, but the following weekend. So this game is not going to be on 
um, when this is recorded that weekend, but the freedom trophy is, um, so the freedom trophy, uh, so unranked Nebraska, who is three and seven is traveling to the number 18. I don't know where they are now. They're probably similar in the teens. Um, Wisconsin, who are seven and three, have really turned around their season uh, since those uh, uh, Notre Dame and Michigan games. Um, so what are your project predictions for this game? Oh, I think Wisconsin whoops that butt. Whoops that it. Ass. Yeah. Whoops it. Yeah. So Wisconsin's resurgence is, is because of their defense. And I forgot what they what Jim Leonard named their defense. They have like some sort of nickname the last couple games. Oh, I can't remember what it was. And that's kind of been their resurgence is that. I think we've been talking about it all year long, how Nebraska is going to get someone. I just have a feeling that Wisconsin's going to get got. Yeah, you're um, right. I think it's either going to be a Nebraska win shocked. or a blowout. Yeah. By Wisconsin. yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to yeah, be I one or the that. other. Yeah. Um, the only thing that makes me nervous about that pick is Wisconsin's defense has played well and Nebraska loves to shoot themselves in the foot. But I just have a feeling Wisconsin's feeling great, has a chance at the Big Ten West, and they didn't four weeks ago and i just feel like this is this is the game that nebraska nebraska does it so I, yeah. i'm gonna go nebraska close game but yeah. i could see it being a blowout if it's if it is close see i don't want to say if it's close to halftime because at halftime people make adjustments but uh i don't know man i feel like nebraska i feel like nebraska is just not up for it dude i feel like they're out I think five thousand. So Maybe I, I mean Scott Frost has done. really uh, still doesn't have that win, and this could really save his butt. That's uh, true. Where did that, so. that? Well, do the players care though? Because that's true. The Florida yeah. Gators don't give a damn about Dan Mullen. Well, uh, Adrian Martinez. I always want to say Taylor. I think it's Adrian Martinez. Um, Seven-year senior. This is this is towards the end of the road for him. I think he uh, he he tries everything he can. Maybe Come tries too hard. To but. the end of the road, and I can't let you go. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I belong to. Oh, boys, hey. man. Oh, great. Oh, boys, um, man. So this game Motown is. Motown Philly's back again. Dude. All right. Okay. Um, so this game is on ABC. At 3.30, so tune in, look at this trophy, see if you uh, hate it like Mike does or you love it like I do. Um, it's a strong word. <laughs> dislike. Yes, that's fair. Okay, so that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, follow us on Instagram at whiskers.whiskies, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, don't forget to check out our Saturday morning betting posts, and please send us your favorite bets for the weekend. I am on a cold streak lately, the last couple of days. EJ and Joe have kids. Thing. They have kids. I need money. They Help got, me make money. Diapers are expensive. <laughs> Baby's got to eat. So join us next week for a massive, massive episode. We're going to recap the four other games in addition to this that are happening that we've talked about already this year because the games are finally happening. But we are going to talk about one of the most famous trophies in all of college football, Paul Bunyan's Axe. Let's go. For Mike, I'm EJ. Always remember, too much of anything is bad, but too much good whiskey is barely enough. Here's sports. Here's sports.